When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Do you know the rules of the game? Yeah. Do you know the rules of the game? I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Let's talk. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I won't talk to you. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is broad money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on, do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in the games life out here in Texas or struggle for next week. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another very special episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bella, one fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in with my co-host. Fellas, how y'all feeling? What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Jalen, another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Feeling great. It's Saturday. We're doing back-to-back podcast episodes. Feeling like 2019, <laughs> but I'm feeling great. Good, everybody. It's your boy, Kelly, checking in. Feeling good, feeling great on this lovely afternoon. Doing two double podcasts, riding it out. How you feeling over there, Jared? Hey, man, you know I can't complain in this thing back to back. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and for this back to back episode, we got another special one, man. We got one of our very, very favorite people coming on here, man. Our brother from another. He's out here. He's killing it with the mobile notary business. 
He actually educating people on real estate. He actually doing the damn thing, man. Our brother Andre C. Hatchet. Andre, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great. Let's give it back up, man. This is a close friend of the pod, man. Hey, friend, mentor, educator. Brother, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Hey, we glad to have you on, brother Dre. Honored to be here. Honored to be back. I'm a summer two-timer. Yeah, yes, man. Sir. Hey, you the first two-timer, right? Oh, first. Oh, oh, even better. <laughs> even better, man. You know, always a pleasure to talk to y'all. Even broke out the new camera for y'all. So, yeah. hey, we yeah, appreciate man. it. Hey, it's we a miss. pleasure. It's a pleasure, man. I was telling y'all earlier off the camera, but legit, I mean it. Like, y'all like my favorite people, man. So this is always a good time to talk to y'all, man. Hey, man. Thank you, my brother. We appreciate it. Much love. You You know, we appreciate you, you too. You go back, bro. So, Mm -hmm. Brother Dre, to kick this thing off, man, for everybody that's not familiar, all our new listeners that didn't hear the first episode, man, can you tell them, like... Just a brief introduction, like, who you are. Yeah, Yeah, man. So, who am I? I am I'm 6'2". No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, hardcore black man, hardcore business advocate, entrepreneur, been selling lemonade since I was a kid, selling candy at school since I was 10, 12 years old, shoveling snow. I'm just an old school pro-black entrepreneur, homeowner since the age of 22, second property at 23, mobile notary corporation since 23, 24-ish, and now I'm 38, out here doing the damn thing. And I'm a three-time author, too. I'm a three-time self-published author. Hey, man, let's go. Mm-hmm. My brother really, like he said, he a hardcore entrepreneur. He gets it out of the mud. He's giving game. I know when we first really started Black Earth Renaissance, Andre Hatchett was one of the first people that really just saw just out here being a go-giver. I've never really just seen anybody else who just genuinely wants to see the other person win. Mm-hmm. Every time that I've ever just seen you encounter somebody, it's like, really, like, how can we make this the best interaction for both of us? Thank you for that. It's a great compliment. Yeah, I, yeah, man, hardcore entrepreneur, man. And I just always just got often excited about seeing other black people do well. So it makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me happy. And I'm honored to be part of any situation where I see a fellow brother or sister win, man. Yes, indeed. So, Brother Dre, man, we're wanting to see brothers and sisters win. I just kind of want to go in, like, some different ways. Cause I know you've helped us a lot on our journey, like, when it came to just, like, monetization, making business simpler. So I guess what I want to ask you is, like, what are some things you see, like, whenever people trying to start a business that you think, like, yeah. are common holdbacks? Common holdbacks for most people in business. They do too much shit at one time, and they don't want to hear no about it. Too much at one time, they don't want to hear no. So we hear about the whole seven income streams thing. Here's the first thing. It's not seven self-employed, self-employed streams, Mm. right? Nowhere says self-employed. It says seven income streams, Mm. right? So so one could be stocks, one could be mobile notary, one could be podcasting, one could be teachers. You you know what I'm saying? So the biggest part is getting people to slow down their brains so they don't feel that they're minimizing their ambition. They're just organizing their ambition. That's the toughest thing I think is by far. The second is probably people underprice. I think underpricing, but the first thing is too many self-employed ventures at one time. That's it by far. And I could definitely agree with you because even on our journey, I know that was something that we had to kind of like understand is 
like you told us on the first podcast, you got to slow down and speed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we actually had to figure out and focus in and hone in on one thing at a time. Because even as a group, we still have to remain focused to one goal. You want to be a rifle and not a shotgun. I like that. And not to dive all into what we spoke about, but that thing that y'all did made y'all the most money so far. Nah. Facts. <laughs> and it kind of changes some of the trajectory of the way we're doing things, just like a different way to approach business. Just because, like you said, for one, that underpricing thing, that's something you definitely always got to look at, especially like as a new entrepreneur, just an entrepreneur in general, because like people will try to devalue, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you let it, people will devalue you. And if you don't know the value for yourself, like you're not going to receive what you feel like you should out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Bingo, bingo. And if it's too cheap, people won't take it seriously either. So yeah, man, having a fair price, it, it has multiple purposes. And you know, that's crazy. I just wanted to see, Andre, how would you say is the best way to figure out the right price for your products or service? What is the best way to price it? It's going to be some trial and error up front, but I would ask some trusted people, what would you pay for this? Testing the market. What would you pay for this? Don't ask people without any money. Everybody is not your clientele. Everyone can afford you, and that is fine. All right. So us as black people to be okay with not everybody being able to afford our services at this current time. We have free stuff for the people who aren't there yet or for the people who just don't want to spend money on it. But ask people, what would you pay for this? And do what y'all did. Y'all got an outside advisor being me. We have a report. So that was, you know, on the house. We help out each other, but pay an outside third party to give you a price as well. Mm. Somebody experienced. It's not one experience who you say, hey, look, here's what I'm working on. What do you think a fair price is? Bring in the third party. And I like, I like that. You said, I like also that you said not cheap people. Like not going specifically just to like if you're, you know, yeah. in a setting or something like that and like all your friends is broke. Like me and all my friends was broke. We yep. obviously not going to be able to spend no good money on something, but that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. the other people wouldn't be able to or they wouldn't be willing to meet that price for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a clientele out there. We just got to figure out who the clientele is for us. Mm-hmm. Your friends and family definitely is usually not. Oh your man, get, no, get them client. out of here! Get them out of here! All the way out of here with love, with love. <laughs> but they, they, they usually aren't it, and that's fine too. See, here's the thing: we just got to get okay with this stuff. Hey there! Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Mm -hmm. We just got to be okay with it. There's a lot of people out here. Mm, Yeah. 
There's a world full of billions of people. You can't get hung up on one or two. A lot of people, man. A lot of people. If you have the right group of a thousand people, you can make a whole lot more money yep. than the wrong group of 50,000 people. Mm -hmm. Any day of the week. Every day of the week, man. It's not always about the numbers, how many followers. It helps. But how many people are, what's it called? Uh, your first 100 fans, your first 1,000 fans. It's a book about it. Erica always talks about it. But your first people who you get rocking with you, they will be your spokesmen and spokeswoman slash cheerleaders to get the next thousand, hundred thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand. I'm a living example of it. You just got to go all in with those first hundred or a thousand. So I kind of want to ask you, what's like some tips for like somebody that's on the ground floor trying to get to the first person? Like what's something that they could do to, you know, try to start reaching out? Because a lot of times, you know, our community we just talked about it like we want the people around us to support us but that's not necessarily our audience yeah like how what's some tips to getting in front of that audience get around other people who you aren't friends with and family with <laughs> if it's virtually get on people's podcasts i'm a big advocate of being on people's podcasts especially in the beginning because podcasts even though it's coming so popular it's still underserved and it's still not as popular it's just gonna get bigger right so get on someone's podcast shit I would even pay, if I really knew, I would even pay someone to get on their podcast. Mm -hmm. I would, I would even pay someone to get on the podcast, right? Second thing is YouTube, create a freaking YouTube channel. You can go from having no YouTube channel to having a phone and be on YouTube in six minutes or less. Thanks. Especially um, if you got a Google account. Hello. Thumbnail later, avatar later. You could go from phone to YouTube in six minutes or less, right? So. I will start with those few things right there. Your Instagram page, make a good video, make some good videos. And there's something else you could do. You can start a podcast. Mm, that's a networking hack. Dude, because people will talk to you who usually won't talk to you, <laughs> right? Because you have a podcast. You could DM someone the same questions you would ask them on the podcast. Be a DM, look at you like you're crazy on the podcast. They'll say, sure, let's set it up. Thanks. Yeah. That's facts because we, we live in legends of that one. <laughs> Once we started our page and got our podcast rolling, there were some people like we had reached out we, to them before. We were we was some individuals. A certain few of us had reached out to different people. And, you know, they, we kind of got brushed off. But then once you started, like, with your podcast, you know, you could provide value to them in a certain way. The conversation is different. Yeah, especially. And I like how you said that we didn't get upset about it. We were like, how can we provide value? What do we need to do to get these people to acknowledge us? I'm not going to be mad that you didn't say, you obviously saw that your time was more valuable than talking to me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that next time you speak to me, Hello. I'm giving you some value. Mm -hmm. And it works. <laughs> works like a toad. Fam, it's one of the best low cost. I mean, like now I'm on a thousand dollar camera. Y'all got fancy stuff. Like now, like we kind of popping, right? But you don't need all this stuff. A lot of people started right with a cell phone Less with their podcast. Literally a cell phone, not even Zoom, just a cell phone and just recorded the call. So start with what you got, man. Start with what you got and keep on freaking going. But start. That's definitely true. We started with a phone. Our podcast started with just a phone. It was a phone call recorded. Mm. It really was. See that? On Anchor. Y'all can hear it and it sounds like ass. <laughs> I, I nice like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it though like because 
And this is one thing why I like to speak to you, my brother. We could keep it real and be 100% honest. Like, yep. you have to start where you're mm -hmm. at, though. I don't want to make it all pretty and no, just get it off the ground and then start gaining traction. Once you start gaining traction, you can make it pretty later. Totally. Totally. Now, I mean, get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling because you'll build self-esteem, you'll build confidence, you'll build traction, and you'll just be able to check something off the list. That's why I'm so big on setting, like, small or medium-sized goals and having a one-week deadline, maybe two-week deadline, because you build the momentum. Oh, shoot, like, I got something done. I can physically check that off the whiteboard. I can physically erase that or draw a line through it. You're like, oh, shoot, I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. I feel better about myself. So, yeah, it works. And I kind of want to go back to what we were talking about right at the beginning with people doing too much. Just mm -hmm. for if it's someone who's listening right now and they're like, you know, maybe I do have too many things going on. How would you or how would you suggest someone going about figuring out what's the most important place to start? If you need money. You need to only, if you have five streams of income and you are broke or semi-broke, you need to kill four of those streams. Mm. What is making you money? Not what do you like the best, not what you're the P word passionate about. Mm. What is making you money? And that's what you focus on up until that stream gets you five to $10,000 a month coming in at least. Everything else got to go for now. Everything else got to go. I really love that Brother Dre touched on that because, like, I think that even his industry especially is, like, a great example of that. Like, a lot of people, they want to do different other stuff because, like, it looks fancy or it seems like it'll feel fun to be doing real estate or to be doing, you know, yeah. trading or this different stuff. My man's made a bag off stamping the paper, just being a notary. I ain't got to be, you know, crazy extra fancy with it or nothing, but this gets me paid. Facts. A 14-year bag. 14-year mm. bag, recession-proof bag. Yo, Go ahead and right. talk your stuff on them, Brother Drake. <laughs> Facts. What's so here's the thing. Once you have money coming in, you're able to then mentally explore other options. When you're broke, your mind can be going 20 different places, man. Like, you are broke. Like, except the thing you got to do. Except the fact you're fucking broke. Let's just sit on that for a little while, right? I have things that I'm doing. What is bringing in money? What has the most income potential for now? Then when you get to a certain point, we could deviate and when we could expand, we could hire in subcontractors, VAs, all that good stuff. But you need that money coming in. Let's stop all this mess. Stop. Hey, man, my brother over here dropping some damn bars. <laughs> well, it, it's important, though, because like, it's easy. Because, I mean, like, think about it. You see it on the Internet so much. It's like it's easy to get caught up in it, especially if like you're a person, you know, you real tapped into this space. You real tuned into a lot of the different things that people are saying. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's the Instagram effect. You know, you feel like you behind because you don't have that seven right now. And they talking about that seven. Oh, but like oh. brother Dre is saying, you got to build one before you could even think about number two, because like your focus, whenever you divert your focus all over the place, you only putting a little bit of effort everywhere. Versus putting a lot of effort in the thing that can give you the most. One thing that you talked about uh, last time you was here was choosing the thing that makes you money over passion again. And I just kind of want to go even deeper into that. So, like, I remember whenever you, uh, last time you were talking about, like, people people get too caught up on that passion word, that passion word. Could you, like, 
give them some ideas. Like, you know, people would like to think they have to stick with their passions all the time. When is a good time to pivot away from stuff like that? If you don't have any money coming in, your passion should be the last thing you're doing unless your passion is bringing you in money. Sometimes it all works out. Sometimes this whole thing works out. Like, oh, sure, it's perfect harmony. But if you don't have money coming in, you're looking for your gift first. So what's the easiest, simplest way for you to make some money? So for me, we were talking my business. I don't always love my business. I don't always love it. I always hate having a job, though. Everyone got on that? I always hate having a job. I don't always love my business. So for me, the hatred of having a job is enough to keep me motivated enough for me to do what I sometimes somewhat like. So here's something that's not talked about a lot is um, personal fulfillment and the joy of completion. The joy of completion is when you're like, oh shoot, like that was boring. I didn't really know what I was doing. I made some mistakes, but I finished. But I finished it. Finishing what you start gives you this extra level of self-esteem. And it might not look like passion up front, but when you're done with something, you're like, oh, shoot, I did that. That was phenomenal. People were happy with my service. I did a great job. I made some money. It's like this wonderful euphoria of things. And, and especially us as dudes, us as men, I don't want to label y'all a box y'all in, but I think all of us here are traditional men if we have to, if we have to put a label on us, right? Yes. Uh, kind of old schooly yeah right jared we'll fit into that role i mean like, like we like women yeah like one woman at a time some of us yes, sir. <laughs> we all like women <laughs> so we need to have money in our pockets like these are just fundamental things that we've gotten away from society we need to have money in our pockets we got to have a pad to rest in somewhere to lay down you know what i'm saying so like we need to have our fundamentals and our foundations in place after you have that stuff coming in i'm you know fam, go do what you want to do i have a i have a protege and i'm just trying to get him to get some he has that hardcore artist creative personality mm -hmm. the like structure like that i'm just saying yo He's a little bit younger than you. He's like around 22, 21. I'm like, yo, if you could just do this boring stuff till 27, get a, a couple of cribs, some vending machines, but 27, 28, 30, you can do whatever you want to do the rest of your life, just about. Mm. But just get this, get the foundational stuff mm. out of the way so you can have that freedom long term. And people just would listen to that more. Because the natural response is, is to reject it. Like, I mean, oh, I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to focus on everything. I'm going to launch everything. Man, I've tried all this stuff. I hit six figures once I slowed down. Mm. Got stuff out of the way and expanded. We are talking earlier. I was in Jamaica for like two weeks, chilling, like chilling the F out. I got there through work. Some of the work I did to get there was boring, but I got to Jamaica. Being on the beach at an inclusive resort with reggae music, all you can drink 24 hours a day, all you can eat 24 hours a day, and mangoes all damn day long with a lovely member of the opposite sex, is always going to be a win. Dope. Right? So how you get there might vary. But fun can come in different ways. Passion can come in different ways. Mm-hmm. 
Get it how you live. It's all about getting to the end goal, like you yeah. said at the end of the day. Man. Go, it's all man. about getting past doing what's boring, doing what's not fun, because delayed gratification and just wealth building is not sexy like you had told us the first time. It's not a sexy process. No, it's boring. Let's use the words. Like, it's boring. Success. <laughs> boring. <laughs> With the results. Everybody just want to see the results, though. They want to see the sexiness after you've been in the gym for 12 months working on your body. And that's a great feeling. That's a great feeling. But to get there, it's monotonous, it's mm-hmm. repetition, it's doing a lot of the same stuff, it's firing people, it's hiring people, it's firing yourself. It's a whole bunch of shit to get there. But every level of success or most levels of success has similar roadblocks, has similar hurdles you got to cross. People go wrong because they try to change. They want to have that new dating high. Like, oh, man, I got, I got this new girl I'm dating. I'm so excited. But relationships get boring. Everything has this period. And people will go wrong in life because they keep on um, skipping around, trying to get that new excitement rather than letting being on the beach be their excitement, which the beach is the end goal for me personally. But everyone has their own definition of the end goal. But just keep going. Keep going and get through it, and you will be, you'll get your life like, oh, shoot, I did this. That's a wonderful feeling. You know what? That's so real. <laughs> That's real as hell. <laughs> That's a real ass advice. Because, like, I even, I know I struggle with that myself. Like, I'll be doing different stuff or I'll be doing something. And it's like, it's cool as long as it's fun. Like, even using, like, for example, what Jalen used with the gym example, like, it's yeah. cool, you know, you're going at first, you know, you're in your first month or something, you know, you see the weight dropping off, different stuff like that. But then, like you said, 12 months later, you in month four, you, you know, fooled around and gained a pound or two somehow. You don't know how that happened. And you like, man, I don't even feel like going to the gym today. It's there raining outside. It's cold. <laughs> I, that's the boring. Like, that's what you're talking about, where it's like, bro, I don't feel like doing this, but I got to push through it. Mm. Yeah. That's why successful people have like coaches because it's always this. It's always, I. it's raining outside. It's cold outside. I want to drink beer. Oh, I'm drunk. It's always these things, but you need someone to drag you across the finish line the high majority of the time, at least up until you get to a certain level. After a while, you might be on somewhat of an autopilot on your own, but at least until you get to a certain level, you need someone to help you drag, to help physically drag you across that finish line. And I think that's really important to hit on. I don't even think there's a level where you really get where you won't need a coach. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about it like on a sports, yeah, like on a sports level from LeBron James to Tom Brady to Drew Brees. Yes, you could be that person. You could be the greatest player, but still at the same time, while you're in the game, you're not thinking about the adjustments that need to happen. You might have done this 30 years, but that coach is on the sideline and he's seeing or she's seeing some of the things that you might not be noticing. You might not be noticing. Or your shoulders aren't square enough. Or whenever you're releasing that ball, you know, you're not going through with the follow through. Hey, I, you're not too hot from this corner right now. You didn't try this four times tonight. LeBron, I want you to start going through the pick and roll or something like that. So I definitely think that that's very, very, very pivotal because I never thought of it like that either. But just really to be successful, you need to have someone who's really like just on your ass or who's someone who can tell you whenever you need to start making adjustments and when you need to start making pivots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Here's the deal. You're probably going to have to pay them, which is the next level of success. Once people say, okay, if you post it on Instagram, who needs an accountability partner? People say, oh, I need an accountability partner. I need, I need someone to call me to go to the gym, to call me to, to do all stuff. Okay, great. Hands up. Who is willing to pay, let's even say a fair fee, $40 a month for an accountability partner, and we meet three times a week? Oh, you're going to charge? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't need it that bad. It's crazy how people will let $40 a month stop things from making $40,000 a month. Mm-hmm. It's oh, insane. Speak on People will let such a small amount of money, because some people, I talk to them, all they need is someone to keep them on top of their task. Literally, that's it. They have everything else. They usually someone... It might sound silly, right? They need someone to sit there with them while they call the credit card company to get a lower rate, while they set up their Scott Trade account. They need someone to sit there either on the phone or on Zoom or sit there physically with them or else they won't do it. But they let a small amount of something stop them from getting to a whole different level of life. It's insane to me. And that's deep. And I kind of want to go in what you were talking about, like the boring stuff. And whenever you said the boring stuff, you was like, you might need to fire yourself. And I think that's something that's very, very important. And I know that's something that we wanted to talk about on this podcast was, when do you know it's the right time to fire yourself? All right. So let's go with some examples. So I damn near fired myself from everything that I've been doing. Damn near it. Not not everything, but damn near it. When you don't want to do it and when you have the money to not do it. So I partnered with somebody. Her name was Annalisa. Hello, Annalisa. You guys know her. Shout out yeah, to shout Annalisa. Out to Off the chain. Right? Not, not like that. <laughs> she's a great, she just gets work done. She gets, she's on it. She's a dog. She is on it. She is just knows business, knows customer service. So I partnered with her. I just said, I thought she was just dumb, cool. And I just hit her up. So I was like, hey, ever do any like managerial work for virtually? She's like, no, but I'm open to it. I was like, all right. She was kind of in our circle per se. So like, that was a cool thing. And she just seemed like a good person. So I was like, hit her up. And then it was like three months ago. And we put partner together and she's made my life way easier. She just good stuff that I don't want to do. I had the money. I didn't want to do it. So I needed someone who could do it at a level that I just can't and don't want to do it anymore. So here's the other thing about it is people take pride sometimes in doing everything themselves. Mm-hmm. Speak oh, on I'm my own man. I'm King Kong. Uh, no one can tell me what to do. I keep all that shit to yourself, okay? <laughs> I have no desire for me to handle bookings, customer service, teaching, PayPal, Stripe, Entreport, Teachable, Gumroad, Airbnb. You think I want to do all that stuff myself? Hell no. How can I chill in Jamaica if I'm doing everything myself, man? (laughs) I can't. So if you got the money, outsource it to a top professional if you either don't want to do it anymore or if you just can't do it yourself, outsource it. Email marketing. I don't email any emails out myself. Hire Maria. What up, Maria? Maria does the email marketing. That's her lane. That's her thing. She does this. That's what she does. Hire to do that. I got really good at hiring because I was just tired, man. I was just freaking tired. And I just stopped being cute. I realized, yo, I'm making a certain amount of money. Let's say between like six and $10,000 a month. 
But I was told people were making like 20, 30, 50. And I was like, oh shit, like, like what are they doing that I'm not doing? They had ClickFunnels or lead pages and, and all this mm-hmm. next level technology software. And they had people who were doing this stuff for them. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm finding yeah. people to do, to do all this stuff. So be okay with it. Kill that thing that's telling you to do everything. Like, like kill that thing. You expect, I don't know anybody personally who makes 30 to 50 bands a month who does everything themselves. You can't. You can't. can't. There's no way in hell you can't. Possible. I don't. Unless you like an actor or like an entertainer or something along the lines of that, like an athlete. But you're, you, you're still doing it with a team. I mean, you still yeah, got a team you behind you. You still got a team behind you to like perform. Yeah, I mean, like your own performance dictates your pay. Whereas like, I'm seeing what he's saying. Though, like you can't just be everything. You can't be everywhere. You're only one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, nah, man, get it out of there, man. There are people who would naturally have those skill sets who you can pay a fair way. There's something else I do. I'm not cheap. I pay people. Mm-hmm. But what they want to be paid. Mm-hmm. I ask people who are good, I ask them what they want to be paid. And if it's fair, I rock. I'm like, okay, cool. Here you go. And who saw the Michael Jordan die? Jalen. I did. I loved it. Scotty Pippen, he outperformed his contract, right? Yeah. The Bulls didn't pay him extra. I do the exact opposite. Even though we agree on a certain number, if you outperform your contract, I'm paying you extra. Mm. Man, you paying them what they worth. Without them having to even ask me. I sent some people some extra money last week. They were like, well, what's the money for? No, no, it's just a bonus. It's just a bonus. You don't even have to ask me. Mm-hmm. Just do what you're doing because well, it allows me happy. keep good people happy. Why would you want to shortchange good people when good people are so hard to find? Talk to so, them again, please. Why would you ever want to do that? No, do what you're doing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even in here. Here's nothing about me. I don't have that whole desire, need to be a boy, be the boy. I don't call people employees, I call them partners. I call the partner because I don't want to tell you what to do every day all day long, Man. which is why I like working with entrepreneurial people who just want additional paycheck or who treat it like a vendor ship opposed to an employee boss thing. I don't, I just don't have that kind of ego. Like, man, just do what you do. I do what I do. Let's talk every now and then we need to talk and let's, and let's rock, man. And I kind of want to talk about that too, because I know sometimes once again, being entrepreneurs, we'll get hung up and think of it like, oh, this person wouldn't want to work with me or this person, because they're their own boss. They're not going to want to come help me out and be on my team when that's the exact opposite. Like you said, a lot of entrepreneurs, they're attracted to each other. Like, I don't get to have this same conversation all the time, or I don't get to really share these same type of values with people. Yeah, I'll come help you out. We can, let's see how we can exchange this value for one another. Yeah, yeah. I think another thing you said too that was like really, really cool was like hiring people or excuse me, paying people to be like specialists in their area. Like if they're really good at something that you don't like to do and they're good at it, like be willing to pay them. And it helps to create like in a macro sense of view or excuse me, in a macro like view, it helps to create jobs. Like it helps to create an economy within what we're doing because, okay, cool. I have a business that isn't all about email marketing. This other person does have a business that is all about email marketing. I pay them and that helps both businesses survive. Like 
it helps to kind of chop out that whole one Indian has to be the chief type of thing, like that whole saying or whatever, like more than one person can be the boss or can contribute as long as you set it up to be able for everybody to like, to, to get a benefit from it. Yeah, yeah. I like working with bosses. I probably only work with bosses, to be, to be honest with you. But it's bosses who don't need to be the boss of, of everything. Like, like, I don't need to be and I don't want to be. I have no desire. I have no desire. I just want to own shit. So you run that domain. We have our agreed upon fee. You do what you do. Hit me if you need me. I'll hit you if I need you. And it's just synergy. People look for dominance when they should be looking for synergy. Hmm. Especially when it comes to group economics. Is this working? Like, that's <laughs> all I need to know. Are you happy? And is this working? And if I do something wrong, like, let me know. That's it. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And that's that's really, really important. Just that being in sync with people, man. Just mm-hmm. even with like us, like we all have that energy where we could speak to each other. We not gonna be too arrogant to where we're not listening or anything like that. Like we know how to understand and say, okay, hey man, we, we need we need to get this done, or we got this goal to reach, or hey man, you fucking up, you kind of slacking off, like. We're not too proud and we're not those people who aren't thinking level-headed. Same thing. I don't have to be the person doing this all the time. We are comfortable with playing our roles and taking the back seat whenever it's needed. It's a beautiful thing when you don't have to always be right in life. It's a beautiful thing. Some people, they would rather be right than make money. They would rather be right than being in a loving relationship, uh, men and women. Their need for being right just overrides everything. If you don't need to be right, it's amazing how much you can accomplish. How much happier you'll be, too. Yes, I remember that quote. You can be right or you can be happy, but you can't be both. Hmm. Man, That's listen. Progress beats being right any day of the week. Hell yeah. Are we, are we progressing? Are we making progress? That's the bottom line. I even think about it whenever it comes to like social media, people on Twitter and stuff. I see people get hung up like caught into arguments with people that they don't even know on social media because you have to feel like you're right. Like, okay, fam, you do you. If this is what you believe, more power to you. I'm not upset with you. I hope you have a great and blessed day. I'm not about to argue with you. I feel like Clyde. I'm not about to argue with you. <laughs> and it's day-long arguments sometimes, a week-long, like you're still going at this thing. Bro, it was like, why you got, you spending all this time and energy arguing with a stranger, you could be out your building. You mm. could be out your doing something productive yep. with your time. Yep, taking away from the progress. Let it go, let it go, man. So brother Drake, man, I kind of want to pivot, man, because we kind of yeah. touched on it a couple of times. You, you a mobile notary vet, you've been in the mm-hmm. industry for a long time. So I kind of want to just talk about the whole business for a second, because you know, people are not really familiar with that industry. So what is like a, the whole, Steve's with a mobile notary. Yeah, the mobile notary in a nutshell is people pay us, us as licensed notary publish, which you can become licensed through your state that you're in. Each state has a different guide laws and requirements. You, you get licensed through the state. Then where the premium service, the mobile service comes in is we travel to the client's location, 
we charge them a premium fee to do that. Let's just call it 100, 125 bucks to come to your location to make your life easier for you because you either can't leave the house or don't want to leave the house. So we make your life easier by notarizing your documents in your home, coffee shop, or your office. That's dope. And I kind of also want to touch on the signing service. And I know you've got a, a course on on basically doing being a third party, just third partying everything out. I think this is huge because there's a lot of people that don't have the time. Or they claim they don't have the time to go out there and notarize anything. Or I don't have the time to go do that. Well, now you can get a bag without even having to go do the work. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of times a bigger bag because us as human beings, we can only physically do one assignment on our own time, right? So let's just even say a full day, pushing it would probably be like seven, eight, 10 assignments. If we own a signing service, we could do that in an hour, right? So all you do in a nutshell is to get your phone to ring or, or to get clients to call you or email you first. You find other mobile notaries to do the jobs in that area or, or vicinity for a lower fee. So the client pays you 150, your job now is to lock down that client, get paid, then you have someone else do the job for $75 or $100, and hence you become the middleman, middlewoman, or a uh, nationwide or local signing service. So you get paid one price, you have someone to go for a lower price, you get the difference, everybody gets paid, everyone's happy, and you can do it from Jamaica or your house or wherever you're at. While doing a podcast. While doing a podcast. <laughs> Get money. <laughs> and from there, it's dope as hell because a lot of people, they have great people skills mm. and they know how to get deals done. They just don't know how to get deals done or what's the best industry for them. So this has been, damn, I can't even, I'm freaking 38. We have a 38 and I've been doing this for 14 plus years. And for the majority of those years, I've been a signing service. And I just want to speak to like the signing service thing too, because I did take Andre's course and man, the gems that you get in there is priceless. He's really teaching you, but really once you just get it going and get your website up, there's people that's going to call you. Like I haven't ran my Google ads in about three weeks, but I've still been getting calls about people needing the service. Mm -hmm. Recession proof. There you go. Mm. Recession proof. So like with the mobile notary thing, like with the signing service, so the big advantage here, like being that you're going to get the jobs already, how do you get a leg up on like the notaries that are already in the area? Because you know what I mean? Like uh, somebody yeah. might say like, if you a local signing service, like, well, why just don't go straight to the notary and cut the middleman out? Great question. How you get a leg up? You look better. You look better. You have a better logo. You have a business email address. Jalen had a fire-ass website in like two weeks. I was like, oh, shoot. So a lot of people said that they're going to do something. They're going to take seriously. This boy, after every class, was knocking stuff out. He texted me the, his website. And we were like, oh, shoot. Like, you ran with this sucker. But the best thing you can do to set yourself apart is to have a better online presence. People have more money if they feel, and if they look better or own a great start point right there. A better logo, a better website, a business email address. If you throw a commercial on that puppy, even like animated commercial, man, you are really cooking. You are really cooking, but do those things that it will help you get that leg up. And I'm glad that you touched to like the online presence because 
it's a lot of businesses they don't understand the importance of being online and actually actively wow. having an online presence. A lot of times people are just like, okay, I want to start off slow. I'm just going to start off locally, try to do it word of mouth. But what you don't realize is if you get that online presence, you have people who are actively looking for what you have. You don't have to go out, knock doors and, okay, I need to talk to 200 people today at least to get 10 deals signed. No, now you need to say, okay, I need 200 visits to my website where I don't have to get those, I don't have to talk to these people actively, but at least if I get 200 people to my website throughout the day, I know for sure I can get at least, at least a minimum of 10 deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what we teach, right, Jalen? We show people how to attract customers first and then go after customers second, right? So you'll save more time and more money if you make yourself look better and attracting clients rather than you having to go after every client. And now there is some cold calling involved. There is some of that other stuff involved. And that's part of the game. But it's time-wise, it's better for you to look your best and present yourself the best rather than you have to go out there and look for everybody individually. I'm really glad you said that too. And I really like something that y'all do with that, like with you putting the emphasis on the online presence and getting people to like market themselves better and things like that. Like, I don't think people think about that is a key advantage in a lot of different industries. Like people, mm -hmm. like if you think about the thought process of like business ownership and starting like entrepreneurship for a lot of people, I go out and I start a bakery because I'm good at baking. I don't start a bakery because I'm good at getting clients into a bakery. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. Just because I can make the cakes does not mean that I can also get the customers as well as somebody else who's a good marketer. So it's like mm -hmm. if you can train, you know, learn from people like Brother Jerry and do stuff like that, where you can become a better marketer or place yourself better, like you can end up making money off of helping other people express their special. Like now you're getting more people into that bakery. Or you're getting more people to that notary who would have previously not gotten clients because they don't have a website or they're yeah. not good at marketing. I have people who tell me all the time that you aren't the cheapest by far, actually, but you answer the phone professionally. Uh, my voicemail on my phone is professional. It's so professional that people who don't know me that well might say, I was going to leave you a message, but I thought it was a business. I'm like, it is a business, motherfucker. It is a business. I'm a, I'm a hustler. <laughs> so, yeah, but these cost things up front, it just sets you apart. But most people, they don't want to do it because I don't know about the ROI. I don't know about this. Some people just don't have the money up front. And I tell them, just do one thing at a time. But some people have the money, but they just are scared that we'll make the money back or whatever. So they always kind of stay at a certain point. But if you put $500,000 up in that joint, it's like, dude, I yeah, haven't paid yeah. for marketing in years. I just went so hard with it early on that I, my phone rings all day long, like literally all day long. I send Jalen leave freaking all the damn time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but money's to be made if you do things right. You already established that rapport with the people, the people know look, this is what I do. Do you establish, you positioned yourself as a mobile notary. So now people know you as that. So now the marketing is work to a degree. Mm. Bingo. I got a question. Go ahead. Shoot, Jay, money. Have you ever been cursed out because of your prices? 
Hey man, people cuss you out yeah. for your prices. I got cussed out like two nights ago. Guess what? They just not your client, homie. That's all. Oh is. no, I wasn't tripping. I just wanted. I just <laughs> well, wanted to know. I I'm in Curry. I've got it's just a notary. It's just a notary. What are you doing? I've gotten that. I don't know about hardcore curse out. If I have, it's been a while. Oh uh, yeah, that was my first you? time. At it. Yeah, I, I got cursed out like Friday. It was somebody. They called me at like oh, nine o'clock so- to get a title uh, signed on a car, and they was like. Yeah, I need it in the next 30 minutes. Like, okay, you sound like you need our rapid service. That's going to be like $150. It's like, nah, man, fuck you. I was like, okay, then bye. How, how you going to call my phone and then cuss at me and whenever you inquire about my services? They had some, and I knew it wasn't my type of customer because they came off being so entitled. But I just, I just wanted to say, and because they actually were acting entitled, I actually kind of charged them more than what I would have charged them. But it's because you were like, hey, I need it right now. And I just need this title, whatever. I'm like, and I'm just trying to talk to you as respectfully as I could. But it's just like he was saying, you need to know who your target audience is. Mm -hmm. I can answer the phone and you'll know who your customer is if you know who your target audience is. You need to know what your ideal customer looks like. And be okay with not closing every deal. Like, that's why I see the majority of the deals, we don't even close the majority, I don't think, right? You probably like 30, 40%. Yeah. And that's fine. So a whole lot of the calls are going to be wasted calls or whatever, but that's not our clientele. But we have people who are happy to pay us 125 150 200 bucks a pop with no problem. And they're giving us their credit card saying, here, take it. Just have some money here at 5 o'clock. Sure, man, we'll do. Have mm-hmm. a good day. Exactly. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of people out there. Once again, bro, you just got to find the right person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if your marketing is so good, sometimes you'll deter people who won't, like, damn, this, this looks like a real company. I better be prepared to pay a real price. That's, so that's kind of good marketing, good branding is kind of like a buffer. It is. I wanted to get into the follow-ups. I feel like a lot of times with small businesses, we don't have the follow-up process. Hmm. After we have a customer, we kind of just go away. But what is your simple follow-up method, or do you have a follow-up method that you go with? I do, and it's become better now that I have people who help me out with stuff. For the notary business, when I was really active in it, I holiday time to my best clients, I would send them pens with my company and phone number on it. I, for, for, for people who are really serving business, I mean like $4,000, $5,000, $10,000 a month, some months, I sent them like wine baskets, cheese and crackers and, you know, like grapes and olives and all that stuff. I just like laced them up with stuff, candies. And I hit them up. But oftentimes on a simple level, like a thank you text is actually beyond what a lot of people just don't do. A thank you phone call, a thank you email. Just saying thank you for your business. If you want to do something extra, um, a card, that's great. Uh, a card every quarter, that's great. A gift card goes a long way. But doing something extra will just set you apart. Mm-hmm. Don't take good people for granted. Like that's sitting with contractors, partners, employees, customers. If someone is doing what you want them to do, relationships, dating-wise, don't take them for granted. Like, just take care of them. Hey, man, I just got to say, this is the second OG that came on this podcast and told y'all to pay y'all people. I just want people to make sure they pay attention because <laughs> that's important, bro. You got to pay your people. 
You don't stay in business 14, 15, 20 years not paying people. Mm-hmm. Fast. Who said it first? Tyron McDaniel came on here. But... I'm from Houston. I saw him from Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's cold. Yeah. Yeah. He's right, man. Pay him. Seriously. And a lot of times you skip it the length. You're trying to skim it. It could literally take you years to find these people. Like, like not figuratively, years. You're going to mess it up for 50 bucks? A hundred bucks you're going to mess it up for? Absolutely not. No. Do your thing. Here. Bonuses. Hit them with a bonus. Man, hit them with a bonus. They'll freaking love you. And they're going to work so much harder. They're going to they're gonna be like, damn, oh, this is what I get for like just doing what I need to do? I ain't never met an employee that don't like a bonus. Ever. And, and I just want to speak to how important it is, too, because you're not just paying these people more just to pay them more. These people are making you more money. You need to make sure that whenever you're investing into these people, that they're getting the output that you need. It's just not, oh, they're nice to talk to or they are do this. No, you need to make sure that they're still producing also. So that month that I went to Jamaica, or those few weeks or whatever, so I had my best month previously ever in business. I made $43,333. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Give him the claps. Yes, indeed. Ever in business. That's more than I made in some years working full time. Damn. Right? Everybody got a freaking bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving people in Jamaica, the bartenders. <laughs> you said hi to me. I was damn there giving you a tip, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but treat, treat, treat people well, man. Treat people well. You paying them a little bit more money can give them a sense that they make a lot more money. So it works. Speaking on the on your revenue goals, man, I really want to talk about you. You put on Twitter that you, your goal this for October is uh, 50K. 50 bands a fucking month. That's what I said. <laughs> Let's go. Bands. 50. That's it. Hey. Man, that's the type of goals that you need to be setting for yourself because obviously you just had a 40-something thousand dollar a month. Why can't you hit the 50? I had a $40-something a month, and I might have had two unhappy customers, maybe two. I'm not being legit serious here. Maybe two unhappy customers who I had to refund. Tops three, if I, if I really dig deep, maybe three. Mm-hmm. So if I have a 97% or 98% or whatever rate of people who are happy customers, I got something right. Why not 50 bands? Why not 100 bands? Why not 200 bands? All I need to do is increase the marketing because my product is working. Mm-hmm. I just got to increase. I have to get in front of more people. And that's also important, knowing when you need to start expanding mm-hmm. out in the front of more people because sometimes your target audience, you can tap them out. Like You can ask for too much from them sometimes 
Yeah. And there's times where you need to start finding more people. You always got to be on, on a mission to find new people. Now, you personally don't have to do that. That's where outsourcer comes in. That might be someone's job is to get y'all booked on podcasts, right? If their job is for y'all to get booked on other people's podcasts, for y'all get the word out. That might be someone else's job for to get y'all videos chopped up and put them on YouTube. Have, so you have three to five videos a week coming out on YouTube, right? Hey, man, get out of head, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? But you always got to be bringing in new people. And here's the thing. Some people won't buy from you right away. But because I got Maria, Maria has funnels and pages and a bunch of stuff that they, if they like me enough, they'll stay somewhere. And maybe one month or two months or three months later, they might say, okay, I like this guy. I've got a lot of free value. Let me go ahead and buy this X, Y, Z. And that's definitely important too, just giving them that free value. But yeah. and whenever you speak to that follow up too. Yeah. And whenever you're giving that free value, it don't have to be giving away your full service for free. No. I look at it as like, this is just an appetizer. This is something to make sure that you're not starving. Mm-hmm. But you're going to stay around to get that entree, to get that main hook. <laughs> Bingo. You know, it's crazy because like people be scared to share information and stuff like that. But it's crazy to me because like whenever you don't know something, you don't know what you don't know. So just giving them like that little bit could be revolutionary to them. And they'll be like, damn, if they know this and this is so revolutionary to me, they must have all the other knowledge that I don't feel like learning. So let me just give my money to them to learn it. Mm. And you want to prove yourself as an expert. How you can prove yourself as an expert with bad information? Say it again. You, you can't. Can. The best way to prove yourself is to give some good information, some valuable, tangible stuff. Tangible stuff. So on my free webinars, you get tangible information. For some people, that might be enough for them to get rolling. Most people, like they'll need, even just for the accountability, like they'll need more stuff. But I've at least proven to you that I care about you because I've given you this already for free. Now, if you want to invest a few more hundred, a few more thousand bucks, I'll take you to the freaking moon, right? One of my young homies, my man Malik, I don't know if y'all know Malik, he made $12,000 working full-time, I think it was in June. He's only 23, he's like, y'all, he's only 23, North Carolina, as a mobile notary. Damn. In North Carolina, too? North Carolina. Because he's I know the state laws for North Carolina with the notary shit. He ain't doing low closings. Or he ain't doing, uh, it's a low closings. He's like, yeah, yeah, he ain't doing low closings. Or the, he's not doing something. But the fingerprinting he's doing, the apostille he's doing, he even has some middleman assignments, $12,000. Hey, man. Shout out to Malik. Turn Shout up, young homie. Give him the damn class, man. 1,200. 12 bands. I'm sorry. Not 1,200. 12 bands. 12 bands. 23 years old. Ain't got a full-time gig. Damn. Oh, yeah. He was hustling. He was getting it out of the mud. On the grizzly. Oh, yeah. I need a 10K month now. You know how he signed up? He heard me. It wasn't y'all. It was Xavier's podcast. Turn up. He heard me. So we talked about growing our audiences and all that stuff. You got to get in front of other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Here we are. I love it. Come full circle with it, for sure. But it works. Brother it's crazy Chris. how if you keep success simple enough, and if you can just fight through the freaking monotony, you can have real results. It's just insane how it usually works like that. 
And I, I like really that. Keep success simple. Facts. I really like that you even ended it out on that note too with the simplicity. Like, because so many people, like, especially even throughout the whole story, what you just said, like, so many people would have got caught up, confused, trying to do different stuff. But it was like, you just kept it simple. All right, cool. I need my bills and rent paid. I'm going to get something that's going to help me do that. All right, yeah. cool. I'm going to do that until I'm making enough money that I don't like certain portions of this. I don't like doing. I'm going to hire that stuff out. All right. Then I'm going to get to a point to where I can completely hire myself out from it and fire myself. Like yeah. you just kept it simple and was like, okay, this is the problem. This is the current problem. Let's address it. Knock it out. Then we move on mm-hmm. to the next. Yeah. And that's a good point, Derek. And here's what I did as well is I mentally embraced that it will take longer than I want it to take. Mm. That was tough. Mm. That was tough because yeah, I was like, you know, like, like six months, I'm out, Kelly, right? Six months, I'm done. I'm doing this. And then I've ever been, but I'm like, no, it's not going to be six months. It's not. It's going to be <laughs> six years, probably. Uh, and I actually think it was just about five or six years for me to say where I wanted to say. I think, yo, I grossed about 200 this year already. This is my best year ever in business, 200. I've never earned 200 before. So I thought I would be here at 33, 32, 31, but it took me 38, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. I just did what Jared just said, and I embraced it. It's going to be longer than I want to be. So I'm going to have to spend more money on um, Donald the Voice. Donald the Voice, what up? Donald the Voice video. Hey, shout out, Donald. So I'm going to have to shout out Donald the Voice. You know, I spent more money on video editing and voiceover actors. I just embraced more. I just put more into what it takes for me to get there. But... It just started with me embracing that this thing will take longer and cost me more than I wanted to spend it and take. I said a little while ago, I, this might be my best year ever, growth 200 already now. This year ain't even over. I grossed 200. It's my first this is year. This money-making season. The money-making season for real. It's my first year being in, in the twos. So I can legit end that 250. Legit. I should think I'll be underperforming if I don't get higher than that. But it all changed for me personally when I just accepted the steps that it took, I had to accept that I'm going to spend more money on hiring quality people. And just the simple, unforeseen business tactical steps that you have to learn along the way. Once I just embraced all that shit, it got better. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it steady. Message. <laughs> I had to. Hey, no, that was a worthy message right there, dog. Because <laughs> Russian, Russian definitely fucks you up. It ends up making you make a whole lot of decisions that you would have rather not made, and then you're gonna look back and be like, "Damn, I wasted a lot of time." But that's a hard one to get over. It's just that it's it messes well, with really your dark. head. Facts. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a lot of people have a lot of these goals they want to get done before the age of 27, 28, 30, right? Like coming to agreements with yourself that hey, this may take longer. It's something that you do have to sit yourself down and have a conversation and get over. Mm-hmm. Sit down, embrace it. So here's the thing that can overcome the years. Part of it is the hours. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of hours. Are you going to put in those kind of hours? Mm-hmm. Like the, that can override the years, but something got to give. Something got to give. Like, like, got to get that 10,000 hours. You know what I'm saying? Like don't avoid the something <laughs> that you got to give. But that rushing thing, I mean, I tell you, it's such a mental battle because we just feel that we can override all the books that say it, all the people that say it. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I always freaking say it. I feel like um, you have to slow down to speed up. 
Like, that's just my life. That's a ball. Right. Message. Got to give it to the kid. Yeah, <laughs> brother Joe, you coming through and killing the people. So my people. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little the Jamaican flag. Oh, no, it's not a flag. Hey, hey I, I like that one. I like that one. Safari, enjoy. Yeah, boys. So, brother Dre, man, we're gonna pivot to the last segment of the show, bro. Wanna ask you, what's something that you've seen on your timeline that you wanna discuss, my brother? It could be anything. That I've seen on the timeline. I've seen let's talk about COVID. Okay. Let's get yeah, it. I'll talk about COVID. I think I had it last week. Oh, oh dang. I, I'm pretty sure I did. I did not go to the hospital because I don't trust them. I don't trust me. Um, I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll talk about me personally. I'm not telling other people what to do here. I would not go to the hospital with COVID because they wouldn't give me the things that I think could save me. So let me just go back a step. In March, I believe, or yeah, it was either March, April, my family got it. Like a lot of our family got it. But we're Jamaican, we're semi holistic anyway. I called the lady who owns a shop in Brooklyn. I was like, hey, look, I need you to send this stuff to, like, literally my dad, my niece, my sister, my, my dad, and my whole family. I need you to load them up. She loaded them up, sea moss, lime, oil of oregano, black seed oil, powdered vitamin C, all that stuff. She loaded them up. They were all better in less than a week. God damn. Yeah. So for me, even though I didn't have it, I've been taking all that stuff anyway. So when I got sick, and it might have been the flu, but I, I think I might have had that shit. I just took all, I had it all in my house anyway. Ginger tea. I got ginger everywhere in this damn house. Garlic, all that <laughs> stuff. I just loaded myself up with all that. Lime water, and I was better in a few days. It's crazy to me. People, like, they'll see, they'll, you, they'll hear shit like that, and they'll think, like, holistic medicine and all that. Like, this not the solution, but... I always like to challenge that idea with like, think about before recently, bro, like modern medicine, Western medicine, this shit is like relatively new in the grand scheme of things. People were surviving pandemics. They were surviving mm-hmm. disease and all this other stuff way before all this. So like it gotta be some truth and some science behind holistic medicine that people don't like to accept. People like the white man's replication on things, man. People like the white man's stamp. Thanks. They like the white man. But how much healthier do they want you to be? So I got this. I got this right here. I got a bunch of stuff. Elderberry syrup, ginger root, elderberry sea moss, right here. Black seed oil. I got a bunch of these bottles, all different kinds. Yeah. More black seed oil, right here. I encourage people, please, get some of this stuff in your house, even though you're fine. I think one of the things that helped save my family was the speed in which I got them all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I need you to overnight this stuff to the, take this. To, so here's the thing. These are things that are good for you anyway. Take it, maybe every other day, maybe twice a week, but please have it in your house. I don't think COVID's going away. I think the best prevention or cure is to just build up your body. So please hit them up. I'll send y'all a link for a place that sent my family to stuff there in Brooklyn. They do deliver all around the country, but just simple limes, 
ginger, garlic, seed moss, black seed oil. Those are things that are good for you anyway. Please stock up on those joints. Hey, Stay ready yeah. so you ain't got to get ready. Hello. Oh, man. It can literally save your life. I'm not being figurative. It literally save your life. Health is wealth. Thanks. Bingo. Well, Brother Dre, man, we appreciate you so much for coming back on the pod, man. This has been a great conversation. I hope somebody out here got to leave here with the gym and understand that they need to keep this shit simple. Yeah. Because, like, it's real easy to overcomplicate this game. But, like, you definitely keeping us in line. And I hope everybody else can, like, take from this and just, yeah. Focus on one thing. Yes. Put all that other shit down and focus on one thing. And then you can come back and get to it. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. There you go. Appreciate it, guys, as always, man. And all of us here, it's always a cool thing. Hell yeah. Appreciate you so much. So, Brother Drake, before we get anywhere, you going anywhere, we need you to let the people know where they can follow you, how they can tap in with the notary course, how they can tap, how they can tap into with the, all the education. And the real estate conference that you got coming up, too. Real estate conference coming up. Yeah, yeah, we got that coming out. Follow me on Instagram, Andre C. Hatch. You guys want to sign up for the classes. You guys will have the links for them below this video, above, somewhere around the video. Hit those links, sign up for the classes. YouTube, Andre Hatchett, books on Amazon. I'll be honored if you guys check them out. But I really just want you to win. If I'm part of your journey, I appreciate that. But I just think we owe it to our people, to our ancestors, to the people coming up behind us and in front of us, to our freaking woman, us as black men, to just be on top of our game and to be improving morally and especially in terms of our asset column. We owe it to our people. So let's make sure that we do the damn thing. And give them a five-star rating on all the Apple Podcasts or, app or wherever the podcast is located. Give them a five-star review, please. Thank you. Thank you so much, my brother. Man, it's always, always a great time just linking up with you. So appreciate it. Y'all definitely, definitely follow him. Tap into what he's got going on. As y'all can see, he puts great people around him. All of his events, his courses is packed with a whole bunch of information. I promise you, you are going to leave with something, some value, and you're going to be wanting, and you're going to succeed. Yes. Thank you. No problem. Well, y'all, look, before we wrap this thing up, y'all know how we do. We're going to hit the little house cleaning things real quick. So, first off, thank y'all for listening. As always, we, we love y'all. We love y'all sharing y'all opinion, y'all feedback and all that. So, make sure y'all letting us know what y'all thinking about the podcast. Leave ratings, reviews. It helps us grow the show. And also, y'all, I need y'all to check out our book, Manage Your Money Like the 1%. It's available in ebook and paperback format. As listeners of the podcast, you can get 30% off of the ebook using the promo code BWRPOD. The link is down in the show notes. Y'all got anything else, fellas? Yeah, also be on the lookout for our courses that we have that will be dropping pretty soon. We have a credit course, Understanding Your Credit. We have a course that'll be coming out teaching you how to grow and monetize your social media. We also have a course that'll teach you how the know-how and everything that you need to know about starting a podcast. We're gonna break it down really simple. And we also have a course on the fundamentals of stocks, just getting into the stock market and making it seem a lot less intimidating. Mm-hmm. So y'all definitely be on the lookout for that for the month of October. We have a lot of great things coming out for you guys. We just want to make sure that our community is able to succeed. And y'all just tap in. Just keep on being great. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Kelly? 
Y'all got anything, brothers? I just got to say thank you again, Andre. This is really, really, we always have a special guest, but this is really, truly special with this man. He is nothing but great and wants to see everybody win, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Big facts. Big facts. Yeah, guys. I just want to give a quick shout out to the last person that gave us a review. Thank you. Shout out to the real B Holmes on Instagram. He said he literally learning something every show and something beneficial. Hmm. You know, one of the best things that he's ever heard on Instagram, the real B Holmes. Thank you, bro. We appreciate it. Y'all give us some more reviews. Let us know what's going on. Like they said. Shout out to you, my brother. Appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. B Holmes, you got a man. So, y'all, with that said, this is Blackwell Renaissance. Signing, Signing out. out. Peace. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.